it's your girl Super Cindy. Welcome to Community Matters. Happy Sunday. I hope everybody is feeling amazing. And if you're not, we're going to make you feel amazing. Okay. (laughs) Make sure you're following (laughs) us on Instagram at Community Matters 99. And you can hear all previous episodes and this episode on our website at 99jamsmiami.com. And I am welcoming this morning someone who is doing amazing work in our community, Miss Angine Moss. She is the CEO and founder of Hosanna for Youth. Good morning, Angine. How are you? Good morning, Super Cindy. Thank you so very much for acknowledging Hosanna for Youth and giving us this opportunity. We love yes. 99 Jam. Thank you. <laughs> and we, we want to let all the listeners know what you have going on and what it is that your organization does. So please, briefly, tell me real briefly, what does what is Hosanna for Youth? Hosanna for Youth is a place for those that's been impacted by incest, molestation, and rape by a family member or trusted family friend. Hosanna also deals with human trafficking, domestic violence, and LGBT youth community. Awesome. So we know that April, well, maybe some may not know, April is Child Abuse Awareness Month. And May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Some like these things affect so many people, whether it's affecting you directly or one person away, one degree of separation. So let's break this down first. How did you because you are the CEO and founder? How did how was Hosanna, Hosanna for Youth birthed? How did it come about? From my own personal experience, as a youth, I was troubled with teen pregnancy, went through the whole drug addiction thing, running away from home, you know, just getting into so much other stuff. And as an adult, I realized those things hadn't changed. And I knew that I needed a hero as a kid, a role model, someone to look up to and redirect my whole future. But I never got that. So Mm. I started going to therapy and I realized that the bottom layer of the core effect was I was a child that was molested and raped. So I needed to reach back. It just it pulled at me because I didn't think that I was the only one. So once I became an adult and went through the therapy, I'd say, I got to heal our community. It's in the house. We got to stop sweeping stuff under the rug or being silenced by pride. So I took it upon myself with some other, you know, in the community that came to the table with me to develop Hosanna for Youth to make it what it is today. We're 15 years strong. We started back in 2000. Yes. Thank you. And, you know, to this date, we have helped 2,500 persons of all ages and cultures get back into living. Because as a trauma survivor, you stop living, you stop, you start existing and it, the the childhood trauma takes over. And that little girl or little boy is what's leading your life, your adult life. So I told them about how I was able to overcome that little kid, hug that little kid, forgive that little kid and help her grow up to be this fabulous woman, Super Cindy. (laughs) Yes, that's what I'm talking about. You are, oh, you are inspiring me this morning, making me feel good. So the question is when it entails young children, children did you remember that this had that that trauma had happened to you while you were in therapy or you had remembered 
and then just learn how to cope with it in therapy? Well, I I remembered. I always remember, even, mm-hmm. you know, like as a kid, I remembered enough that I knew I felt alone. I felt worthless. I was ashamed that this had happened to me, but I could not express it to the adults around me. Instead, I got stigmatized as being fast grown because I was so promiscuous as a teen that had me pregnant at age 14. Mm. And I had to figure out what is it that was that problem. And I tell young kids that come into our organization that sometimes you will remember, but after this, how you respond to it won't be the same. It will no longer stigmatize you to feel worthless or alone. You have a support system at Hosanna for Youth. You have a team of people that are going to help you realize that you're not the problem. It's actually the predator's problem. And you exactly. just that. <laughs> Why does it always seem as if the, the, the child is put to blame as if they were did something to provoke it or whatever? And especially like you said, when it's within the family or a family friend or something like that, it's like the, the predator is the one that seems to always get the protection and not the child. Well, that's something that we have been advocating for as within these families, we have to look at this different on how we address this because you all, the family has made the victim even more victimized and they choose sizes, you know, they choose size depending on who the relative is. And with Hosanna, we not only just see the trauma victim we see the family as well because some of that stuff is learned behavior you know choosing size and stigmatizing the victim instead of addressing the person the perpetrator who did the actual behavior who who has this problem he needs or she needs help too and i'm saying that like that super cindy because the perpetrators are not always men they're women as well hmm Say that again, Angie. <laughs> Perpetrators are not always men. They are women as well. And I think we have to decode what we think a perpetrator looks like or a perpetrator acts like. Stop telling your children that perpetrators are monsters that hide under their bed or in their closet. The perpetrators is the one sometimes that feed them, you know? Yep. And you know, I've seen like in the past, like, I don't want to say celebrities, but I've seen certain interviews where um, a male is talking about how he lost his virginity. And a few people have said, oh, it was one of my mom's friends or whatever. And they make it like, yeah, and they don't see that as that they were violated because it's a woman doing it. (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's the ego thing of, you know, that's the little ego thing, but it is the same thing. It's no different whether it was a woman doing it or a man doing it. It's still the same. It does not matter. A perpetrator, it it could be kids. It could be children. So with with it being children, that's a whole different facet. Mm -hmm. What can what advice would you give to parents that are listening or caregivers that are listening that 
basically, how can we prevent it from even happening? Because the thing is, once it happens to a child, they may be brainwashed by their predator or someone that they're afraid to tell. What can we tell parents on how to have that conversation before something bad even happens that, well, God forbid, if it does happen, the child will immediately be like, it's not my fault. I'm telling. Like, what can we talk to parents about to have that conversation? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Super Cindy. The first thing that I tell all the parents that we have come to Hosanna for Youth is communication is the key. The old way of rearing your children is not the way of today. The children have access to so much information outside of your house if they're not getting proper communication. And I'm saying proper because it's no longer do what I say. It's no longer that era. You have to be in detail with these children enough to their understanding, not yours. Let them, you know, you need to learn how to communicate effectively with your children so that they will feel comfortable enough coming to you to have this conversation if they were ever approached or touched in a way. So communication is the first thing. Yes. Very and, and so that the child doesn't feel afraid to go talk to, you know, the, the adult in their life. So let's talk about what are the programs or what exactly is it that Hosanna for Youth does? So Hosanna has several programs. And the one that we're most proud of is the Expose the Conversation program, which mm-hmm. is one that educate awareness resources and support for the entire family that's been impacted by incest, molestation, rape, human trafficking, domestic violence. And it it entails on one-on-one sessions, you get therapy, you get to uh, do all type of therapy, I'll say that. And you have access to resources if necessary. Each client has different things that they've used to suppress what has happened to them. So that's where the resources come into play and we connect them with other community partners that provide those services. We also have a program called um, CARE, which is for children who are currently living in foster care who have endured trauma. Even though they are in foster care, they're not always safe environments. And they endure certain traumas. So we have programs for them. Hugs is another one of our programs, which is for LGBTQ youth age 7 to 17. Um, Helping them to understand what the community is, the LGBT community, um, identifying with their gender, having the conversation of coming out, and so much more services for the LGBT youth because they need an outlet as well. And then we have Maximize Fitness, which is the overall component for health, wellness, mental wellness, physical wellness for the entire family. I so love it. Be busy. so awesome. <laughs> yes, we've been busy, Super Cindy. Okay, helping those 2,500 plus people. <laughs> yes. yes. So I see here there's some statistics. It says here that 80% of our youth are molested and or raped by someone they know, trust, and or love. That number is high. And to be honest with you, Super Cindy, it's even higher because it's a certain population of folks that have not even 
address what has happened to them. When Hosanna for Youth goes out into a platform and we're speaking because I do, you know, presentations on Mm -hmm. subject. When we're speaking, we walk out with about a quarter of the room on our backs saying, hey, I'm one of those persons in different ages that I never said anything because I didn't want my family to be ashamed. Mm. so it's it's a heavy topic shame is so big that keeps people quiet what what would what would be your advice for an adult that's listening right now that is a victim slash survivor of that trauma when they were a kid and they've never addressed it because they're like i'm fine i pushed that out the way i'm good i don't need therapy like what would your words of encouragement and advice be to them Listen, as long as you're quiet, that perpetrator is harming someone else. Mm. As long as you're quiet, the perpetrator get the wrong freely. And your story is not the only story. Your story is the one you're protecting. But you're allowing that perpetrator to continue to damage others. Your voice is needed. Not to say every perpetrator will be prosecuted, but every perpetrator that you have used your voice against, you just freed yourself. So guess who's now scared or guess who's now feeling the fear? That perpetrator. So shift it and try to find balance within yourself so that you can heal properly. Because when you suppress all of that and you're saying, I'm fine, most likely you're not. Uh-huh. And then if you're like with someone married, having children, eventually or even the, the- working on a job, Super Cindy, you know, okay. we run into people every day in professionalism and they are lacking that whole interaction component. They, you know, they come to work with this attitude and they probably don't even know why. And it's because of that child. Sometimes adults are led by the child inside of them. Mm. that they need to grow up okay Oof. well back in march i see that um hosanna for youth had a survivor stroll what is survivor stroll so that's your first step for anyone that's been impacted with incest molestation and rape and the families that love them we created that event for you to start your healing journey the Bible stroll had been nine years this year hosted in Fort Lauderdale at Delabo Park. And we take this atmosphere and we put um, live musicians around the lake. You have inspirational art around the lake from local artists. You have speakers and food. And it's just an ambiance of you have vendors. Um, Super Cindy, we partnered this year. Well, every year so far with Hollywood Institute. And they come out, they have massages. It's like a whole outdoor spa, put it that way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's a relaxing ambiance that we always close out with a beautiful butterfly release, live butterfly release. Oh, how pretty. <laughs> so let's talk about, um, okay, so now that you guys have are getting the word out about it, like what are, because I know during the pandemic, so many things happen from triggering memories of it to to the survivors from predators going on the hunt like talk a little bit about how the pandemic affected your mission and your movement 
So Hosanna couldn't close our doors during the pandemic. We were open with the students being home. It was so many youth that are living in, um, you know, non-traditional households. So those youth and many others were impacted with all the adults being home as well. And during the pandemic, you had other relatives living in homes of family members as well. So now you got this whole camaraderie of people in one space that created situations. And those situations kind of escalated during the pandemic. And we end up with a lot of cases and it was just I was blown away I couldn't even phantom what was happening until like towards the end you know it was I I would even though we shut down the cities and everything pertaining to the pandemic and things were closed we should also have kept activities for the children so that we can get them out the house with um, family-friendly predators, they prey on the, the, the opportunity, you know, that's an opportunity, you know, that the persons are home with the children. Uh-huh. And I tell people all the time that the, the family-friendly predator grooms the adults first. They groom the Gets adults trust. Yes, to get their trust and they listen to how you speak to your children. So or how you treat your children, they observe and that's how they they gain the opportunity to choose those children. Oh, so if a mom or a parent has three kids, they see how the parent treats each one and sees which one is the easiest one to get to. Yes. Ooh. Yes. I never thought about that aspect of things, befriending the parent, then getting to the kids and analyzing how that family works. Exactly. Hosanna for Youth is based where? Like, do you help everyone from Dade Broward and Palm Beach or like, how does it work? So we help everyone from all over Florida, to be honest with you. Um, But we're located in the city of West Park. Hey, West Park, I see you. (laughs) (laughs) And how do they reach you? Like, how do, what is the process? Like, they're hearing this interview or they find out about your mission and the awesome work that you're doing. How does it work there? They contact you or what is the process? So we like for you to go to our website and visit and see what all we do. And the website is www.hosanna, that's H-O-S-A-N-N-A, number four, youth, Y-O-U-T-H dot org. Go to our website, do your research. You know, that's what anything I tell people, you know, even with the therapist or, you know, whatever you're looking to do, do your research. Make sure it's a legitimate 501c3. Make sure it's a legitimate business and find out the history on them. And you can look up Hosanna. We, we, we pride ourselves in our work that we do. Um, go to the website. You can call us and, you know, the number is 954-300-1370. That's 954-300-1370. And we're a 24-hour organization so if you called you probably if you get the voicemail it's only because i'm on the phone with somebody else but if you you know call we do return calls back in a reasonable time and um we we're all over social media all what's your over, ig so, 
IG is Hosanna for Youth, H-O-S-A-N-N-A, number four, Youth, Y-O-U-T-H. Um, same thing as uh, Facebook, same thing as YouTube. Hosanna that sounds awesome. Yes. What, is, it, is it like a team of people? Like, is it volunteers helping you, you know, fulfill the mission that you have? And have any of your people who are survivors ever turned into mentors in your program? So I'm glad you asked that, Super Cindy, because <laughs> Hosanna for Youth is a whole volunteer rant organization. Even myself, we are all volunteers. We're all survivors. Um, and yes. it's a- <laughs> oh, We're- my, my heart. I just got goosebumps when you said that. So everyone yes. involved with Hosanna for Youth is a survivor. Yes, and they ma'am. pass their recovering and and I'm sure it helps them even recover more and more every day as well. Yes. Yes. I tell people all the time. It's like you meet yourself over and over again. That's why probably when you're speaking to the survivors, the kids and or the teenagers or how they're getting older and older, you guys know exactly what you are speaking of. Yes. Yes. Mm. The, um, The programs that we have are all programs that personally were developed. They, you know, we went through my life as a teen and did a timeline of things that I went through. And we realized that those things are still needed. So we became the heroes that I needed when I was a kid. And that's why we created Hosanna for Youth. Um, So if anyone who, um, wants to volunteer and get involved, even if it's if it's bringing drinks to an event that you guys are having or a gathering or just to donate their time, money, whatever it is. What should they do? Contact Hosanna for you. Contact us. Give us a call at nine, five, four, three hundred thirteen seventy. And we'll do all the paperwork that's necessary. We're open. We're, we are a donation rant organization, meaning the board and everybody, we do our part as a board. However, we are sponsors and donated organizations. So our clients can have our services for free. That part. And are you, do you guys get together all together at any point or is it individually, you know, the the survivors, are you get together? Yes, we have several events that is like survivors only. And then we have several events that's volunteer community. You know, we're always doing something super sunny. West Park says, why are all those cars there? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we're always doing something around town at different locations, engaging with the community as a whole. So we're about to wrap this conversation up. So I would ask you, what words of encouragement or advice do you have to maybe a survivor who's listening, who hasn't gotten help or got a little bit of help when they were a kid, but never followed through with the whole process of recovery. What words of encouragement do you have to them for them? Well, I would suggest that this trying to walk the path of healing alone is oftentimes scary. 
and it will make you stop continuously on your journey. But having a support system is the most amazing thing that you can now go into your full potential and growth without any hesitation of what happened to you as a child. It does not define you. I was able for myself to walk into the woman that I am today, a businesswoman, an entrepreneur here in Broward County doing amazing things because I went back and grew that child up. And you can do it too. You're not alone. And we're here for you. Hosanna for you. Yes. So this morning we've been speaking to the CEO and founder, survivor um, of Hosanna for Youth, Miss Angie Moss. Make sure you follow everything that they got going on and support them. Again, it's Hosanna for Youth. That's H-O-S-A-N-N-A, the number four, youth.org. You can give them a call, 954-300-300. One three seven zero, and on Facebook and IG, you can find them at Hosanna for Youth. That's H O S A N N A, the number four youth. And just by listening to your voice, I, I just hope that people are encouraged that who have are afraid to get help, afraid to face it head on, to deal with it, feel more encouraged now that they've heard your voice, Angine, and seen your glow through the airways because they can't <laughs> see you, but they can hear you. And you got that glow, girl. And I, it was a pleasure meeting you. And thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning. Thank you, Super Cindy.